You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. So Genesis 1, 1 there, that, that word spirit in verse number 2, the Hebrew word is called ru, ruach. So if you want to say it, go right ahead, ruach. And we have multiple English words for this one Hebrew word. And so we're going to look at these different words in, in English through the scriptures. Uh, but it's, it's, it, we have the words for breath, for wind, for spirit. And even if you would allow me to say the word mind, uh, the, the, the Old Testament doesn't have a word for brain. So, you know, when they're looking at the, the heart of a person, the mind, the, the, in the inner soul, uh, that's, that's that word I'm using for mind as well. So ruach. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of looking at some different times where that word is used. The verses will be with me uh, up on the screen. If you want to turn your Bibles there or jot them down, uh, all the power to you there. Uh, but just like wind and breath is invisible, God's spirit is invisible. Wind is powerful and so God's spirit is powerful. Just like breath keeps us alive, God's spirit sustains all of life. And we get a look at God's spirit tonight. So the first definition, the English word for, for ruach is breath. So if we see it in Genesis 2, 7, uh, the fact that the breath is the life energy that we breathe in and out. You've all done maybe uh, experiments like this, and it's not really an experiment, but you put your hand in front of your mouth and you say the word happy. You see that, what is it? It's, of course, it's air, but it's the energy, it's the breath, it's the true energy of, of what is inside of you. And that's what we're looking at right now, Genesis 2, 7, and God and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Job 27, 3, all the while my breath is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils. Talking about the breath and then the fact that God breathed. And we know it's just ironic. We'll look into it a little bit. I don't know how much I want to go into I do want to be careful. Uh, there's some Eastern mysticisms. Uh, uh, what is that word? Uh, pan pantology. But they believe God is in everything. I, obviously, I want to stay away from that. We, we, we know uh, some of that stuff. But as I look into that, it may seem like it's, it's borderline. I don't want to say borderline. But the fact that God is everywhere and that fact that his spirit is moving upon everyone, that's where we're going into it. But I'm going to definitely stay avoid from all that mysticism. We're not going into that by any means. So please don't take me there and don't go there. So that's breath. Uh, next one is wind. Uh, wind is an invisible power, and often in the Bible, God's presence appearing is often connected to wind. Uh, just preached Sunday night about Elijah and what happened there. The, the wind came, the tornado came, and the Bible says God was not there, then a still small voice. So you see wind, uh, Acts 2-2, uh, that, that rushing mighty wind comes, and then the Spirit of the Lord comes. Uh, here we have Genesis 3-8 uh, is coming up here for you. But, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That word cool of the day, that word cool is ruach, and it means the wind. And so that's the enjoyable part of the day when you have a nice breeze coming across. And when you just see the trees moving, of course we know something is moving the trees. You maybe see, you know, as a kid, everyone's always asking about the wind and the breath and all that stuff. It's, of course, invisible. And we're not saying it's God himself moving the trees, but it's his spirit it is his wind that is moving all the things around us. The trees there, uh, 1 Kings 19, 11, we just made mention of that. Exodus 14, passing over the Red Sea because of a strong east wind, Acts 2, 2. 
God's personal presence is what breathes or animates and energizes all of creation. It sustains it as well. And the Spirit of God is literally animating everything. And we're going to look into that. I like that word animating. I do like to do a little bit of video editing on the side, or I would love to be able to do cartoons or whatnot. But the, the neat thing, if you see a Lego animator uh, or videos come to life, stop motion, it's so fun to me. But here's God himself animating life, animating Adam and Eve, animating animals just by breathing into them. The true uh, living God just making all things work. And that breath, uh, what he does, that is his gift to mankind. It's, the same, it's that simple first breath of a baby being born all the way to that last dying breath of a person's very last breath on earth. If someone were to pass out, what's the first thing you look for in CPR? Of course, a pulse but you're looking at their chest to see if it is breathing. It's that, it's just that, it's the ruach. It's what God has given to the earth as his gift. And that is what we have to enjoy. And the ironic thing about all that as well, people that don't have Christ in their heart, they are, they are living with God on a day-to-day -day basis and don't even realize how close they are to God with all what he has given us, the creation, the animals, our literal breath inside our own body, bodies, our beating hearts, and yet sometimes, sadly, they miss heaven, they miss all of God because of their unwillingness to trust in him. And then the next word for ruach, you're doing good on this word study here, is the word spirit. And that is the invisible, life-giving energy of God. And it is present in his creation. You'll see uh, different spirits, little s, big s, uh, talking about man's spirit, God's spirit, all throughout scripture. Uh, we're going to look into some animal spirit. Uh, not anything, like I said, don't take whatever you were, spirit, animal spirits. You start going into some mysticism there. Don't take me there. Uh, but animal spirits, Psalm 104, 29 through 30. I enjoy this. This is a neat a neat take of, of that word study, Ruach here. Thou taketh away their breath, they die, and return to their dust. That's just the natural life cycle of an animal, right? They have breath, they die, someone shoots them, an arrow, whatever the case is, uh, and they return back to dust. And then it says, Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. God's not talking about the creation as in Genesis 1.1. He's even talking about right now in the woods if a deer is giving birth. The, the psalmist here is even calling that creation. He's calling that life of a new little baby uh, deer or a baby goat. Uh, we see goats born uh, next door and that little life comes into them. Even though it's an animal, that's the spirit of God moving upon them. Now take me, obviously we have souls and we have eternal beings. I'm not talking of that sort. Just talking about the simple spirit and that word ruach there. Uh, in there, But here you have simply, and they return back into the face of the earth. That's the surface of the ground. That's, that's compost. And then that ground is fertilized, and now you have trees. And just that life circle of how what God does. He is interweaving himself all throughout everything. So an animal, they live, they die, they breathe. And then after they die, now you have beautiful plants and trees growing because of their dead bodies and carcasses. And what replenishes their ground. And now you have trees going back. And that's all God sustaining life because of his spirit. And just a neat thing there, Psalm 33, 6, the stars, the heavens, and the host of them by the breath of his mouth, that same ruach, now you see it into the universe. You see the stars are made by the breath of God. You see the fact that we have some stars that are shooting stars. You see a couple of those. I think I've only seen like one in my entire day. Uh, but anyways, then there's some stars that are fixed. 
how, who, how all that is together is by God's breath, is by God's spirit. It's by the Ruach of God. And then the last one, we'll skip over it quickly. There's some, some deeper studies into the mind, the frame of mind. But we see it here in Psalm 51.10. And we're going to allude to that in just a little bit longer. Uh, but create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Uh, David is asking God for forgiveness, and you see that, uh, that word right spirit, that frame of mind, he's asking God to replenish, to renew in his own life. And so what I'm simply trying to get everyone to understand today is there is a person behind the sunset. There is a person behind every breath that I take. There's a person behind every animal being born into this life. And they're all, there's a person behind the insects in the dirt right now. That person is God Almighty. The Spirit of God is a person. He is moving all throughout our midst. He is constantly moving. I'm so glad that he moves in the animal kingdom, but he also moves in the kingdom of men. He also moves in the hearts of every believer and those who are not believers as well. And in Genesis 1, 1, now we're getting to the study here. We see the Holy Spirit. We know he is co-equal. He's coexistent and he is co-eternal with God. And so with a person and the work of the Holy Spirit, and we know God is the spirit, therefore we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the first thing, just way, of course, from uh, Genesis 1-2, and the earth was without form and void and darkness, and it was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved. Number one, obviously, uh, the Holy Spirit is uh, the, 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 he is the Spirit of God. That's how we're kind of labeling the titles here. So we'll go quickly over that. We get it. We see it. The Spirit of God. Next, we have the Spirit of Beginnings. Every good thing finds its beginnings in the work of the Holy Spirit. Think about your life. All the good things that are derived from you, all the good things in your life, was from the working of the Holy Spirit of God in and through you. And now we see, uh, as we looked at the Genesis 1 account, the creation, that he is the spirit of creation. All three members of the Godhead working in perfect unity. I had a professor in college. He would use the word created out of nothing. The, the, uh, I think it's the, uh, the Greek word is ex nihilo. And it just means out of nothing. And that is what God did. God created out of nothing the world. And it's the same word that David uses in his confession. Now, if you had the, the screen up there, he uses the word create in me a clean heart. And how many of you need to realize that there is nothing inside me that God can use? He has to do that creation beginning in my life in order for anything good to be of me and in order for me to do things. David recognized that and he said, Create in me, O God, a, 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 a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast not away from thy presence and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Literally, I and you, we have nothing to give to God. He has to create everything good out of nothing in our life and gives it to us. And that is the Holy Spirit's job. He is a regenerator. He is a refresher. Titus 3, 5 tells us this. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. And that same spirit that worked in creation is working new creations in each and every one of us. And aren't you glad that he is still working on us? We are his workmanship. We are his creation that he is perfecting. And just by side layout here, there's two different methodologies to all this great stuff. Just want to tell you that God is working on us in his timing. If you looked at that building over there, uh, we got the trust up. And, you know, they take that to a trust company. We want all the trust 
exactly the same, correct? So that you go through maybe a machine shop. You ever seen one of those things? I have not, but I know they dial in that machinery. So when they put every, the material through it, every single one is exactly the same within quarters of inches. I think the more astounding thing with the trust over there is every one of them were different from one another, despite supposed to being the same. But I, I digress from that. But anyways, a machine shop, it just pummels everything out exactly the same. It's dialed in. That's not the work of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want us just to just be dialed in, all looking the same, all doing the same, all just being the same, uh, almost conformity to, uh, to his word. God wants us to more so be like a greenhouse. You ever see someone that plants greenhouse and plants and you have some that are just baby seeds growing and germinating. Then you have some that are almost ready to go. Then you pull some from outside because the weather would be too hard for it. So it grows and maybe it's a foot tall. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Some are growing. Some are three, four, five feet over here. Some are just little tiny seeds growing. But yet you see the fruit of the Spirit. You see it grows much slower, but it grows truer than in that just forced environment. And that's the environment that we want to have at church. That's the environment that the Holy Spirit gives. It's that, that slow growing from God, from the Spirit of God, and from the Word of God into the child of God, into your heart. And that's, that's where you see God's true working in our lives. So next time maybe you look at somebody or you just want them just to act a certain way, I've done it and I've made mistakes. I've just tried to get maybe that conformity, just trying to get them to look good. And then next thing you know, their heart wasn't right because I am not the Holy Spirit of God. I can't force that work faster than the Holy Spirit of God is working on their lives. And so I'm so glad that God is working on me and albeit he's working on me slowly. But yet it is a true work. It's a just work. And he's working on each and every one of us. He's taking us through the right pages, the right journey each step of the way. And God is so good. So we have, he's the spirit of creation. Next, he is the spirit of hope. And look at here in verse number two again. And the earth was without form and void and full of darkness. Uh, the word form and void in the, in the Hebrew, it's actually a rhyme there. It's tohu vabohu. And that just means without form and void. But that's the spirit of God, isn't it? The earth was empty. It was vain. It was dark. And you see the spirit of God beginning to move. God, the spirit of God, he is a God of hope. And this earth right now, what's going on in Middle Seas, that's a little bit chaotic like how the world was in the beginning time, isn't it? And that's exactly how the Spirit of God is going to work in our lives. And though we see the world that we're living in, though we see news of, of earthquakes, of tragic people just falling to their deaths, we see a chaotic world, but yet we have a Spirit of God that brings hope because that is exactly how the Spirit of God, how He moves. That's, that's His that's his one. That's what he does. He works in the most chaotic systems. He works in the most crazy streams. And that's when he brings forth uh, people, connecting them to God. And he is, that is what his job is. He's the spirit of hope in this crazy world. The Holy Spirit can uh, bring the work in the middle so that God gets the glory. And then next, you guys are listening great. We're going to call it to a close here in a little bit. He's the spirit of love. In that same verse, number 2b, it says, in the, uh, and now we, we see the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's the Holy Spirit of God moving on the waters. And if you look at that word move, it's the, uh, it's, the, it's the word brood. It's a gentle mother brooding her children, her young. It's tender, it's careful, it's meeting 
every need. And it's a spirit of love. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit has a spirit of love for you and me. I know I need it a whole lot of times when I'm a little bit quick and I'm a little bit irritable. And yet God is patient and he's kind and he's gentle. And he's loving me each and every step of the way. Man, I know just for my own family's sake, sometimes I don't give them that love that the Holy Spirit gives to me. And what a great reminder that, that we have a spirit of love that is working in us. A, not just a spirit of power, but he's a spirit of love. And just like he broods over the face of the water, he is brooding over us today, tonight. He is carefully and gentle and tenderly just giving us love and hope in our lives. And then, of course, as soon as he, we mention the fact that he moves uh, what's the next verse? Verse number three. He's a spirit of light. God said, let there be light. He always speaks light. There is no darkness in him. In fact, he divides the light from the darkness. That's our God. That is the spirit of God. He is working in the light. He is, he is a spirit of light. And so no matter what dark trials you may be going through, no matter what low time of hope or maybe even non-love is existing in your life, that's the spirit of God's job. He comes inside. He moves over the, the deep, the void. He moves over the darkness of your life. He brings you hope, and he is constantly working. Uh, there's a song, Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, fill me. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. And how many of you can witness today that we need God's spirit to truly fall fresh on us. So thank you so much for listening. Just a, a, a small uh, in-depth look of the Spirit of God. Obviously it doesn't encompass, there's so much more to that. I enjoy just studying, looking at the Spirit of God and so many times we don't give the Spirit of God justice in our life. We don't honestly treat Him like He is God and that He is a person. At the end of 2 Corinthians it says communion with the Holy Ghost. God wants us to talk to Him and as He talks to us and that's the spirit of God today. And so I hope that you would acknowledge his presence in your life, that you would allow him to work in your life, and that you'd be patient as he works in other people's life. And don't try to jump that gun for somebody else as he is patiently and lovingly working in your life and bringing that hope in a time where this world is filled with that hope. He brings in that hope, and we need him to bring in that hope today. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.